Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of From Boston to Bama. I'm your host, Alexis Waterworth, and today we're going to be getting into kind of why I started my podcast, what kind of led me here. Um, This was like kind of a requested episode by y'all, so that makes me happy to give you guys, you know, something that you want to listen to, something that you're interested in. So, growing up, I was not an athletic child, (laughs) Um, but I also wasn't, like, artistic in the sense of, like, drawing and painting. Um, I definitely was not musically inclined. When I was literally seven years old, I remember vividly, this is one of the most vivid memories of my childhood, I'm in my kitchen and I'm just singing my heart out, absolutely, you know, going at it, probably singing Girlfriend by Avril Lavigne because I used to listen to that song on repeat and screaming at the top of my lungs like I was heartbroken over many men at the age of seven and I remember my mom washing dishes and looking at me and saying Alexis you have an awful voice (laughs) and from that moment on my dreams of ever being on American Idol the voice you know being best friends with Rihanna and Avril Lavigne crushed out the window gone um so I, like I said, not musically inclined. I was tried, tried to learn piano, tried to learn ukulele, like through music classes and stuff like that. Honestly, I could barely play the fucking recorder. Um, <laughs> so not musically inclined, can't read notes. Like the people that can read music, I give them so much props because I look at them and like the three fours and the little open, the closed circles, like all of it, none of it's making any sense. None of it's, none of it's turning any lights on inside my head. Um, so there's that. So dance was like really like my thing. It was my creative outlet. It was my way of expressing myself. Um, writing has also been a really big way of me expressing myself. Like I was younger and I used to like go over my grandparents house and I would be like, do you guys have like a computer? Can I like write on your computer? And like I'd open up Microsoft Word and I'd write like these like stories, like these little short stories about like random people, random creatures, like whatever. And it was funny because there was one day I did it at, like, my grandfather's house. I wrote this, like, random story, but, like, a winter day. And he, I, like, leave, left the document open. Like, it's not like it was, like, a personal diary. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I obviously didn't care. I was probably, like, 9 or 10. And I remember my grandfather, like, texting um, my dad or calling my dad afterwards and being like, have you ever, like you know, seen anything that Alexis has written in school or anything like that, like, does she write a lot? And my dad was like, well, she reads all the time, like, I'm assuming she probably has, you know, a standard vocabulary for, you know, her age or whatever, and my grandfather was like, yeah, this is like a 10-year-old's writing, and he was like, but it has so much potential here, like, she could honestly be a writer, and like, I guess there are, like, authors in my family, um, somewhere in my family tree, I'm not really sure who, they're probably like, great, great, once, twice removed, whatever the fuck, but, um, he was like, you should, you know, you should really look in, like, you should, you know, make sure that she pursues this, um, and then throughout high school, like, I did write some pieces for things I'm involved in writing now in college, um, so dance and writing were basically, like, my main creative outlets, um, so then obviously, I danced all throughout high school, and my junior year of high school, dance became the one place that I did not want to be, and if you knew me growing up, like, I I loved everything about dance. I loved the costumes. I loved the hair. I loved the makeup. I loved waking up early to go compete. I loved sitting on stage for awards. I loved the friendships that it had. I loved the relationships I had with my teachers. I loved, like, I won some awards through it, like, whatever. Um, 
I did a duet with my sister, which was, like, twice, but, you know, one year was a little better than the other, um, but, you know, it was, it was my pride and joy, it was all that I talked about, it was something, I mean, I personally, like, I will always tell you, I was mediocre, um, you know, other people will tell you, you know, that's pretty good, whatever, I don't know, regardless of, like, my level, my status, whatever, like, I thoroughly enjoyed dance it was something that brought so much happiness to me obviously it was a great form of exercise all this stuff um junior year and senior year were the worst years of dance ever um it was really hard for me to go there it was really hard for me to feel part of the team I did not feel part of the team in any way shape or form I was constantly on the outside constantly excluded constantly talked about made fun of, um, you know, all the fun things. <laughs> um, and I did, I really did want to quit my, at the end of my junior year. And my mom was like, well, you know, you've danced your whole life and now what you're going to quit. You don't get any of the senior year, like, you know, celebrate a senior and walk across the stage and announce where I'm going to college and all this stuff. And like, obviously like when I was younger and I used to watch those girls and they'd be like, Oh, like I'm so-and-so and and I've danced here for so many years and now I'm going here to college and like I'm pursuing dance and all of this stuff. You know, I used to look up some and I used to be like, wow, like that's going to be me one day. I'm going to be saying like, I'm going to college to be on this dance team or I'm pursuing dance as a major or minor or whatever, all of this stuff. And like, after my junior year, I knew that I never wanted to be associated with dance ever again. I was never going to join a dance team. I was never going to major or minor. My Any sort of desire I had to be a dance teacher went out the fucking window. I never wanted to be involved in dance. I literally told my sister one day that I was like, I probably will not come back and watch you dance. Like, I do not want to be in this environment ever again. Like, I won't put my kids in dance. Like, I just, like... I have such a bad memory and experience around it, and I've also heard other stories of other dancers having similar experiences, and, you know, dance is not a bad thing. You can make it a really positive environment, but it also can fall into such a toxic and negative thing. I know so many girls that have developed eating disorders. I know so many girls who have developed, like, the zero self-confidence, have zero self-esteem. I know so many girls that were bullies. I know so many girls that were bullied. Like, it's just, like, I've heard so many negative experiences. I've experienced negative experiences. My sister had negative experiences. Like, it's not, and it's not every studio. It's not every person. It's not every whatever. Um, but it's out there. And it, and it exists, in, like, toxic and bullying and making fun of kids. It exists in every sport. However, I think it's dealt with in different ways in different sports and it's also you know made a bigger thing in different areas and others like I do think that there are dancers out there that do not tolerate bullying whatsoever and do not tolerate making people feel excluded and making people feel unwanted I do believe that there are dancers out there I personally just was not at one of those like I was not at a studio that was not willing to not tolerate it like they tolerate it like they basically said yeah it's okay um being checked in on twice throughout the whole two years to ask how I was doing and then was told that I was the problem um yeah that really shows me that they didn't have whether they didn't have the care whether they didn't have the resources whether they didn't have the time the energy whatever they didn't care ultimately about what was going on 
Um, and so obviously that made it really hard for me because I had had good relationships with said people and dance teachers in the studio. And then to kind of watch that all disappear and dissolve into nothing was obviously a really heartbreaking experience because that is the last thing that I expected. That's the last thing I wanted. Um, regardless of who you are and what your opinion is on the situation, like this was my experience. This is what I took away from it. This is how I feel. Um, and so there will be people out there that'll, you know, invalidate it, say I was a problem, say I made myself a victim, whatever. And then there are the people that witnessed it and the people that have heard about it and the people that experienced it and will know that like, no, that's really true. Like, that's just, like, what happened. Like, she was just allowed to be excluded, and I was allowed to be talked about, and I was allowed to be made fun of under the eyes of a program that I had once so deeply loved. Um, so, obviously, senior year also sucked. Actually, senior year was worse than junior year um, in so many ways, on so many levels. Um, honestly, like, I can't tell you the moment that I took the stage for the very... So, Obviously, with this, I stopped putting in energy. I stopped putting in effort. Um, the whole week of rehearsals that we had leading up to the show, I went to, like, one-fourth of one. Um, I had all these senior activities as well, which, like, so did other girls. So, you know, not everyone was there, like, 100%. But I took it as, like, this is my last show ever, and, like, I don't even want to perform in it. Um, I actually <laughs> – so I've talked about this before on here, but, like, I ended up having – like, heart issues, problems, like, mini scare, whatever, in high school, um, my senior year, and I literally, I kid you not, the amount that I hated going to dance, like, the doctors told me there was a possibility that, like, if I was diagnosed with certain heart conditions or whatever, I would have to stop dancing, and I kid you not, I, like, prayed, like, I used to go to sleep every night and be like, oh my god, I hope this heart condition, like, takes me out of dance, um, which was so sad because, like, you should not be wanting to, like, literally have a defected heart that takes you out of a sport. Um, so that was really bad. My mom got really mad at me when she was, like, when I told her that one day, I was like, I just hope it, like, takes me out of dance permanently. And she was like, don't say that. And I was like, mm, well, I'm going to think it then. Um, but, yeah, so when I took the stage for the very last time and we came out on stage and every senior has to come out and they have to take their final bow and they take it by their by themselves – I cannot, like, I wish someone had a video, maybe someone does, like, someone, one of my friends, one of my family members, I vividly remember, like, coming onto stage, and I was, I was skipping, I was skipping onto the stage, I have these flowers in my hands, and I'm standing there, and I take, I, like, go up, and then I go down, I take my bow, and I remember wanting to just sob on the stage, because I was so unfucking believably happy that it was over like it was done and a couple people came up to me afterwards and they were like the smile on your face showed complete relief complete joy complete happiness like you can just tell like you were done and you were ready and it was it was such a weird and conflicting experience because, you know, I had always imagined myself because, like, when I was younger and I, the seniors would leave, you know, everyone would be crying and everyone would be sad and the girls would be like, I don't want to leave. Like, I can't believe I'm an alumna. I can't believe I'm not going to dance here. Blah, 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 blah. And I always was like, oh, my God, I can't believe that's going to be me one day. Like, I'm going to be so sad that I'm leaving. I'm going to, like, come back and visit all the time. I'm going to, like, you know, assist and teach all this shit. No, I was like, this is it. I never have to come back. I never have to interact with anyone. I never have to talk to them. I don't have to dance here. I don't ever have to dance again. I don't ever have to dance again. 
And it was such a weird feeling because I wanted to cry and I wanted to be sad that I was moving on and I was leaving, but I couldn't. Like, the only thing I could be sad about was the fact that, like, I hadn't quit sooner and that I had to do this whole year. Like, that I that that was, like, the saddest point. Um, so, obviously, I, I leave. I leave the show. And I'm done. I'm relieved. And I remember for the next couple of weeks, like, I had no stressors. I was committed to college. I was done with school. I was done with dance. I was going to Mexico in a few days with my friends. Um, all of this stuff. Like, it was just, like, so many good things coming. And I remember being like, wow, like, I haven't felt this calm and this at peace with myself in so long. And so then I had the whole summer, and it was so much fun. I traveled. I had so many great memories with my friends. Um, And then I went to school. And then, you know, my whole life, I'd always been school and then dance, school and then dance, school and then dance, school and then dance. And so, obviously, like, I go to the gym regularly, and I went to the gym regularly while I was still dancing, too, um, which also they think could have been part of the reason that my heart was, like, overworking itself a little bit because I was, like, working out for, like, an hour or two a day, and then I was going to dance for anywhere from two to four hours. And so they were like, girl, you need to, like, chill the fuck out. Um, But, like, I wasn't getting the benefits from dance, like, as I thought. Well, first of all, I wasn't, like, putting in any effort when I was there, which, like, I'll admit that. Like, I will say that 100% to my team, like, that I had. Like, I stopped putting in effort. Like, I know that I did. Like, I'm 100%. I didn't want to fucking be there. So I stopped putting in effort. I didn't show up as much. And, like, attendance was such a big thing for my mom growing up. Like, me and my sister were never allowed to miss dance. I'm not kidding you. I – that was, like, my worst year of attendance ever. Like, I did not go – I mean, I went – I went a lot more than I wish I went. Like, I used to be like, Mom, I just – I don't want to go tonight. And she'd be like, well, you have to. Um – like, I, I'll admit that 100%. I stopped I stopped showing up as much. I stopped putting in much effort. And I, like, looked visor, visibly miserable when I was there. Like, you would see us, because we obviously dance in front of mirrors, and, like, I would look sometimes at myself. Like, I'd catch myself, and I'd be like, oh, my God, like, I look. Like, I would, like, just, like, rather be hit by a truck than be here. And I mean, like, 100% for sure. Like, I would. Like, I would 100% rather have been hit by a truck than be there. Um, but I was like, damn, I'm like, I look fucking pissed off to be in this studio right now. Um, but so, obviously, like I said, like, my whole life had just been, like, you know, me doing school, me doing schoolwork, and then having, you know, a creative outlet to let go of my stress and, like, express myself and move around and all this stuff. And so when I got to school... I, you know, joined a bunch of clubs and, you know, I was obviously doing all my classes, going to all my classes, and then I would, you know, work out or whatever, but I was like, I just feel, I feel like I'm not being creative, I feel like I'm not expressing myself, I feel like I'm not, um, I don't know, I was like, I was missing it. And so Alabama, like, does have a dance team. It's D1. And I was like, yeah, no way. And then they have, like, a ballroom dance, like, club that you could join and, like, whatever. And I was like, no, I'm just like, I, I'm, I'm turned off from dance. Like, I, my body does not want me to do that. My mind does not want me to do that. Like, you know, and it's weird because I was like, something I was so passionate about and I had so much love for was just gone. Like, I just, there was no part of me. And there's still no part of me today that, like, wants to join a dance team or be in that, like, environment again. Like, there's girls that I know that are on, you know, there's, like, Alabama dance and, like, all this stuff. And, like, I see them in, like, basketball games, like, the dance team dances at. And, like, it looks fun. And I'm just like, oh, my God. Like, I remember the long fucking hours of practice. Like, I just, like, I hate it all. And it's, like, it's 
sad to realize that. And so I was like, what the hell can I do to kind of, you know, like, what can I do to express myself to feel kind of whole again? Because I'm so used to having some outlet to express myself in. And we, so I'm in this um, group on campus called Professional Women in Communication and Business. Um, I'm not really sure if it's like a national thing. Um, We have it on our campus. It's one of the best groups I'm in. I'm on their executive board. I'm a social media assistant. Um, And it's very much about like professional development, um, building, you know, yourself as a personal brand, building your career, building your resume, things like that. So we've had guest speakers. We've had um, workshops, Q&A panels, things like that. So if you go to the University of Alabama, you're attending the University of Alabama, dues are like literally, I think, $15 for the whole year. I've gotten some of my friends to join. It looks really good on your resume. You're only required to go to like two meetings a year or sorry, a semester or two events. So like whatever, um, like we've done headshots. We we just, it's a, it's a really good club. A lot of it is on Zoom too, just because it is like actually a really large club. I think we have like an upwards of like 300 members or something like that. Um... But so one Q&A panel I went to was with uh, an alumni. Her name is Madison Littier. Um, She, I think, does teach here or is going to teach here. Um, Anyways, she is a crazy, crazy, crazy inspiring woman. She is just downright phenomenal. Um, And she was talking, first of all, she applied to like 100 internships one year and did not get a single one back. And she talks about how, you know, she got over rejection. She talks about, you know, these other job opportunities, things like that. She told us how to, like, say no to an offer. Because, you know, sometimes you get offers and you just, you don't want them or you get a better offer. Things like that. She went over so much. But she was talking about how you need to do stuff that inspires you and keeps you motivated and things that you want to do. She's like, you can't create a life around things that you don't want. And I'm sitting in this panel and she's talking about all these different sorts of things that inspire her and things that make her, you know, stay motivated and drive her. And I was like, oh my God. And she was, and then she was talking about like, what do you love to do? Like, she's like, some people love to write. Some people love to talk. Some people love to present. Like, what do you love to do? And I, I love to fucking talk. I mean, if anyone knows me, I never shut up. My stories go for like 25 minutes. You learn the backstory. You learn all the characters. You know their backstories. You know the bonus features, the the hidden scenes, deleted, whatever. You know everything about everyone in my stories. And a five-minute story definitely takes me a minimum of 30 minutes. Um... So with that being said, I was like, oh my God, I love to talk. And so I was in Houston Hall, which is one of my favorite buildings on campus. And I went outside and they have like this like um, balcony that you can sit on and do work on. And I drafted it up and I created like the cover picture from Boston to Bama. I wrote down a bunch of ideas that I had for episodes and I said, oh my God, I'm going to go film this. Like I'm going to film this this week. I went to the sound booths in our library and I filmed an episode and I put it up there and I introduced myself and then I made another episode of like, you know, actually talking about things. And from there, I've just done it for fun. And it's been, it's been so fun because I've actually had a lot of positive like reactions from it. I mean, there's definitely negative ones I have no idea about. There's people that probably listen to this and say, wow, this girl's bitch or wow, she's annoying or wow, she's making that up or whatever. They just hate on it to hate on it because you're not cool. You don't have a podcast. Um... But I've gotten so many 
positive reactions from it. And, like, the thing, obviously, I've, I've done a wide scale of episodes. I've done a wide scale of things. I've talked about really funny things. I did the Vogue 73 Questions one, which is one of my favorite episodes. And if you haven't listened to it, please do it. I recommend it. It's so funny. Um, I've done interviews, um, you know, with Thomas, um, with other people. I've done sadder episodes where I've talked about, you know, what life's been like for me and things like that. Um, and like I've gotten some really nice messages from people who I honestly would not expect to reach out to me and not because of any sort of reason just like I I like I wasn't expecting this like when I put this podcast out here I wasn't expecting you know people to be like having their post notifications on or people reposting on my on their stories or people like literally like telling me like oh my god I listened to your episode and like it was so good and you're so funny and you're so good at it or people being like I feel like you're in the room next to me like I feel like we're having a conversation that's how personable you are that's how you know good your episodes are like you feel like you're there with me and to know that like yeah maybe there's only 20 30 40 people listening to an episode maybe sometimes there's only fucking 10 just to know that there are people that like listen and like wanna know what's going on in my life care about what's going on in their life you know I know some people listen to this while they're out on a walk I know some people listen to this while they do homework I know some people just listen and they relax and they just listen to me talk to them and it's like I personally am not a huge podcast person and I think it's because I love to talk so much so when I'm just listening to someone I'm like okay where can I enter like where can I interject how can I respond but it's a fucking person talking and there's no room for that um I've tried and I do listen to some occasionally and there are some that's my goal this summer is to kind of listen to one I'm going to try to listen to one to two episodes of different podcasts a week because I think there's a lot out there that are really good for mental health um staying motivated things around that nature and I I kind of want to do that this is definitely a summer of like working on myself and like prioritizing me um you know, doing things that make me happy, doing things that make me feel fulfilled. And I do think that there are really good podcasts out there to help with that. Um, But so yeah, so I basically just got started with this. I use Anchor as my platform. I use voice memos to record. Uh, There's, you can edit them. I usually do all mine in one take. Um, So unless I hate it within the first five minutes, all these episodes are completely just like raw, candid, like you take it or you leave it. I, I sneeze, I swear. I like mess up words and try to explain them to my best ability because I don't feel like looking them up like I'm just 100% me and that's one of the things I love about my episodes is because it's just me like it's purely me I'm not pretending to be anyone I'm not sugarcoating anything I'm gonna call you out I'm gonna say what I have to say I'm gonna tell you how I'm feeling um and it's been interesting to be you know vulnerable online like this you know there are things that I obviously withdraw from saying there are things I've recorded episodes that'll never go anywhere because I I don't feel comfortable yet in my skin in my platform to you know put that out there and put that online um but it has been really therapeutic for me to film these episodes um to hear what people have to say to get suggestions back um to know that people are listening um and so I think that anyone can truly start one I think that it's a matter of first of all do you love talking enough to just talk for 20 to 30 minutes with no response um second of all what what do you want to talk about what is your goal are you a social media girl like do you want to talk about how to like build your UGC brand and like how to like market effectively or do you want to talk about mental health or do you want to talk about dieting or do you want to be like me and just be a fucking basket case and like post about 
anything and everything because you're just like a crazy, crazy gal and you got 30 things going on in your mind at once. Like what, what's your vibe? And I think that anyone can do it. I think you have to have some confidence. You have to be okay with yourself. You also need to low key somewhat like how your voice sounds like through a video. Um, I don't love my voice through it, but I, I think people, you always think it sounds worse than it actually does. Um, and then also, like, I do think, you know, you need to have some creative skills. You know, I make some fun graphics for my account, um, every once in a while. Um, you know, I feel like I use my Instagram account at Boss to Bama a little bit to show a different side of me that's, like, not my super Instagram style. Because, like, I mean, I do love Instagram more than anything. It's one of my go-to accounts. Um, and so, obviously, I do care about my feed and the aesthetic I have on my feed. And so, Boss to Bama has allowed me to kind of express myself in a different sort of way, a little bit more fun side of me, a little more carefree side of me, um, 100%. Um, but no, I love this. Um, I look forward to doing this throughout the summer. I really do have some ideas for things that I want to put together. Um, and I do really want to make this a big thing. I'm looking to grow. I'm looking to expand. And obviously, I need the help and support of y'all. So Anytime that you guys repost or you send me a message or you tell your friends to listen or you tell someone to follow me, like, it really does go a long way. And I truly, truly, truly support it. Um, and so as long as you guys can keep doing that, bringing new people in, bringing me new ideas, giving me support, listening to my podcast, like, that's all that I can ask for. And like I said, whether it's 10 people, 20 people, 40 people, 100 people listening, just the fact that there are people out there that are listening makes me so incredibly happy. And so I've used this as a way to still express myself, still be creative, um, you know, not strain my body with, you know, endless practices and then also working out um, and not being in an environment where, you know, I don't feel wanted or welcomed because it's just me. This is just me. I'm the only person in this environment. I'm the only person in this bubble. And you know, obviously not everyone's going to like everything that you put out. Not everyone is going to think that every episode's great. Um, but it's trial and error. And you just have to be willing to take the risk and be willing to put stuff out online that you think is good and that you're proud of. And at the end of the day, if you feel accomplished in what you're doing, that's what matters the most. Because everyone's always going to perceive you in a different way. Everyone's always going to have a different opinion on you. So at the end of the day, you might as well just be yourself and do the things that you want to do. Because no one else's opinion really does matter. Um, and I live by that and it's helped me a lot to feel comfortable and to be able to continue doing this. And so this is my little message to you to find a creative outlet if you don't have one, whether it's playing the guitar or it's dancing or it's doing a podcast or it's writing or it's creating social media content, whatever it is, I think, you know, just try it, see how it goes. There's so many people right now with the whole UGC thing that are like, oh, I'm starting my UGC journey and they're making thousands of dollars getting all these free products. Like, yeah, I post TikToks of myself unboxing shit. Is that kind of embarrassing? At first, yeah, it was. And now I'm like, I don't care. Like, it's fun. It's free products like it is what it is so you just have to be willing to take the risk and put yourself out there because I promise you no one is judging you as hard as you really think and I won't judge you I'll be your biggest fan you want to send me your content you want to send me your podcast you want to send me a writing sample you want to send me a music sample I'll listen I'll give you critiques I'll tell you like what's up and I'll support you because you know I think that's what the world needs a little bit more we just need to support one another in our endeavors and our you know practices and things we want to do because why the hell not like just express yourself just be yourself and I promise you, life gets a whole lot easier when you stop caring what everyone else thinks about you. And so, yeah, so this is my episode prior to finals week. I'll have an episode go up for finals week. I don't know if it's going to be like 10 minutes long, 40 minutes long. Who knows what I'm going to have to say come finals week when I'm stressing. Um, 
but good luck to everyone studying good luck to everyone the semester is wrapping up i'm so excited to see my at-home friends so soon i cannot wait to smother you with love because i feel like i'm just in a lovey lovey vibe it's april there's sunshine it's happy school's almost over so get excited for me boston i'm almost back